In this episode, host Brandon Hollingsworth speaks with Christian producer David Dietrich from Creator Films about what it's like to destroy the barriers between the sacred and the secular and create for God's glory. Welcome to Creatively Christian, hosted by Brandon Hollingsworth, Andrea Sandifer, and Jake Dobrins. We inspire faithful creatives to thrive by sharing the success stories of others. Join our unique community or get exclusive bonuses by heading to creativelychristian.net. Now, get ready to hear from yet another amazing guest. Hey, everybody out there in Creatively Christian land. Uh, This is Brandon, your host with the most, your anchor host for the Creatively Christian podcast, uh, coming to you from Theophany Media. It's been a while, but hey, we're back and we're going to kick it off with a bang because we're bringing in one of my best pals in the universe to the podcast, Mr. David Dietrich. David, just imagine applause. Hello, David. How are you, my brother? Very good. How about you? I'm doing great. Glad to have you on the podcast. Super excited. Uh, I'm going to read your bio and then we're going to jump into all the nitty gritty. So just like you sent it to me, David Dietrich is the first and for- is first and foremost redeemed by the work of Jesus on the cross. Amen, brother. He is a husband, father, and a bond servant of Christ. Now with the important stuff out of the way, we can also acknowledge that he went to the premier film school in the world, USC, fought tooth and nail to get his first feature film about hope produced and, dis- and distributed, and then went on to found a Christian media production company, Creator Films. He is also a founding pastor of Covenant Grace Church in Menifee, California, worked in acquisitions for Inspiration TV, loves helping others pursue God through their art, and hates it when other artists complain about the quality of Christian film. Amen. In his spare time, he plays video games, board games, word games, and any other type of games. And if that's not enough information, for you to follow him on social media, shame on you. Uh, you can catch him at our, at our Creator Films on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Again, welcome, David. Welcome. Thank you for being here today. It's a pleasure. It is always a pleasure. <laughs> and just for our listeners and our watchers out there, you know, just complete transparency. Uh, David and I know each other really well, um, and we're working together. <laughs> On, multiple projects on multiple projects which i am super stoked about because i love this guy uh, so much and he and i are so much simpatico um that he's my brother from another mother so if we if there's a, a level of familiarity here today on this podcast that's why we uh we we talk to each other probably i don't know 20 times a day but anyway yeah it's so. quite a bit text <laughs> messages emails phone calls I haven't got a carrier pigeon yet, but uh, (laughs) I'm sure at some point, you know, that will be, I have to be fully transparent too. Just like so often, like we, we do these meetings from home. I have kids and dogs and, and, and things in the background. So, you know, you can see my door to my office right here. So at any moment there is, there is the possibility of crazy things happening and uh you know we're just living life as it would be so keeping the tension of the podcast the the mystery of what could come through door number one so stay tuned you never know (laughs) (laughs) no but it is great because sometimes we'll have a meeting and his kids will come in or they'll bring the dogs in and total chaos erupts for a few minutes and of course we love it because we love kids here but anyway but anyway let's get on with mr david dietrich so david tell us first and foremost a little bit about, you know, did you always want to be a Christian creative? Um, Did you, was it after you were a Christian that you want to be creative or were you creative before you became a Christian? How how did all that work out? Yeah. um, So I think, you know, like in high school, you know, like everybody's kind of thinking like, what do you want to do with the rest of your life? And, you know, what is this going to be? And I explored, you know, kind of like, okay, well, if I want to be financially successful, like, what would that look like? You know, I'm going to be a lawyer. Am I going to be a, an engineer or like electric engineer? You know, I kind of thought about these for a little bit just because of different people in my life. And then um, I started working, got a job, you know, started paying my, my own way through college. I went to a junior college, you know, it was local here and started taking classes and, um, 
you know, basically I would take three classes that were like required and one class that was fun. And the first class I took that was fun was a creative writing course. And, you know, I just really loved story. I really loved communication. And as I was growing uh, in the knowledge of who I was, who God had created me to be, the passions and talents that he'd given me, uh, I just felt like communication was something that was really important and, and stories were something I wanted to tell. And I thought, you know, at that time, like, well, if I'm if I'm going to tell stories, if, if I'm going to be a communicator in this in our society, film is the place to do that. You know, filmmaking is the place to do that. So that is kind of where I decided, OK, this is going to be it. And at that time, I mean, I was I, I had a relationship with the Lord. I was I was uh, leading at like a college Bible study. I had kind of gone through an uh, an awakening, I guess, of, of my own uh, um but I mean, it's such a it's such a funny thing to ask, at least for me, who's a little bit more philosophical, I guess. And and, you know, just like when when were you Christian or when you you know, like I was raised in a Christian home and I feel like there's all these moments in my life where it's like I become more Christian. Right. Sure. You know, they're they're like it's like I've always known who God was, uh, always been taught that God existed but there's definitely a moment in time where it was like, okay, if, if this is my faith, then I need to take it serious. And then there's a moment in time where it was like, okay, if, if I'm going to say, I believe these things then I need to walk in this way. And then there was a moment where it was like, wait a minute, God doesn't owe me anything. My works are not there to, you know, get goodies out of the goodie jar. You know, it's like, uh, there's, there's this, this, just these deepenings of understanding of, of what the Christian faith is. So uh, somewhere in that learning process, I decided I loved story and that's what I wanted to pursue. So I'm intrigued because again, you know, I've worked with you uh, for uh, several years now and um, have spent a lot of time in the story trenches with you and mm -hmm. have enjoyed every moment of it. And I find that intriguing to, for you to say that, story really didn't blossom for you until junior college. Is that, is that true? You yeah. weren't really a, a student of story or a fan of yeah. story or before then. That's amazing. Well, I mean, your love and your grasp of story and storytelling is really a deep and, and motivating thing for you from what I've. Yeah. It, I mean, it, it, I think it became apparent in college. So, you know, this is one of the things that I think um, is important for people to understand is we don't know who we are when we're growing up and, you know, like I, we talk a lot of time, you know, as a, as a pastor at the church that um, I was part of founding is, you know, um, we don't appoint elders. We affirm the elders that God has called Amen. and, you know, elders being pastors and, and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And I think that like, there's a, a truth to that that applies to ourselves also, you know, like I, I always loved story. I loved watching movies. I was totally enthralled by, you know, Star Wars and, uh, you know, comic book heroes and cartoons and, you know, just movies in general, books, fantasy series, you know, like all of these different kind of things. Like I would, I, I remember, you know, in, I think it was junior high or high school. I don't remember which one, like I sat down on Thanksgiving day and read like 450 pages of, uh, the fantasy series I was going through at the time. And, you know, I, I mean, it's just like, so, so I loved story, obviously, you know, growing, but I loved it as a consumer. And there was a moment in college where I thought, I want to be able to do this for other people. Mm -hmm. I want to be able to, like, I remember thinking, um, I think it was, uh, there's an old Michael Douglas movie called The Game. Yeah. And I remember, you know, that was just one of the movies and, and it happened other times before, but I just remember when it happened in this particular movie where you just kind of like wake up at the end of the movie, like you're so involved in the movie, you're so, your attention is so sucked in that like, it's all you're thinking about. Right. And just remember like, that is an amazing thing. Mm. Like that is, that is a, a uniquely amazing thing that story and film, particularly when all of our senses are engaged has the power to do. And it's a double-edged sword because there is responsibility in doing that, that, you know, you need to be, be telling people truth and not misguiding them. Um, 
but there's also like real power to change and communicate to people in that way. And I think as my faith developed, this reality that I loved story was revealed to me. And then it was focused in like the Lord saying, this is the way I want you to use it. Well, again, you're kind of leading me right to where I want to go. So yeah, talk a little bit about that focusing and how I'm in junior college. Okay. I love story. I'm dabbling maybe with, you know, electrical engineering, but no, I'm going to go into film now, right? I'm going to yeah. go to UFC, USC. So tell me a little bit about that journey and what was the decision-making process, uh, mm-hmm. so to speak, about kind of making, maybe making that, that deviation and moving into that space. Because I think that's something that a lot of young creatives, especially young Christian creatives really struggle with is, do I go the safe route? by the world standards of, Mm -hmm. you know, a regular paycheck or whatever, or do I kind of follow what maybe what God is leading me to do? And maybe the way God has made me my bent to use an old Testament term um, and, and kind of go this crazy route, all right. Or maybe a less secure route. Tell me about that process for you and how did you suss it out? And maybe what did you learn along the way? Yeah. I mean, I think, um, So like one of the things that I think artists need to learn, I know that I needed to learn and, and that, you know, um, I think is important as you pursue a path like this is you cannot look to the world as a standard of success, nor as like a, uh, a directional guide, because the world would tell you like, you know, there's, there's one hand, the some of the world would tell you like, oh, you need to pursue a paycheck. You need to have financial security and stability. And, and it's all about, you know, monetary motivation. But then on the flip side, the world also tells you that you have to pursue your dreams. And, you know, who cares what the, the rest of the world tells you, like, you need to be true to you and you need to do what you are you know wanting to do. Both of those are traps that the artist can fall in. Like right. one denies them from using their art. Um, the other one makes their art the focus rather than Christ the focus, rather than God the focus. And as I started to think about, okay, I want to go into filmmaking. I mean, especially at, at that particular time, I mean, this was, you know, early 2000s, like 20 plus years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, like I'm going into a field that is cutthroat, that is of the world, that is you know, the glamour thing. So everybody else wants to do this. The likelihood of it happening in a successful like way by the world standards where, you know, I'm making the next Braveheart or, you know, like uh, director of epic films or, you know, like whatever is very, very slim to none. And you need to go in and pursue with that in mind, you know? So if you're going to, Okay, I'm going to be a you know director of epic movies. It's something I was quoted as or quoted by in college. Like they were like, "Oh, what do you want to do?" I was like, "I want to direct epic movies," right. <laughs> and they thought that was great. Um, if if that's your goal, that's fine as a goal, but you need to be realistic about it. Like, how do you get there? And this was something where I said, "Okay, well, <clears throat> if I'm going to try to do something that's going to be very difficult to do, I want to pursue the best film schools in the world." and and you know pursue excellence like right from the start and uh you know it's looked at usc looked at ucla uh because they were both local film schools with a good um reputation you know i mean there were no christian uh universities doing film schools at that time and uh you know by god's grace uh got into usc with a full ride scholarship and was accepted into film school as a critical studies major um Actually, no, I, I wasn't accepted into the film school as a critical studies major. I was accepted uh, to the university, but I wasn't actually accepted to the film school. And I went one semester and then went and had a meeting with one of the professors and talked to him and got to know him in a class and then applied to the film school again and then got in that next semester. Um, so, you know, I, I guess the the journey was there were obstacles, uh, but there was a mindset of I need to pursue excellence. I cannot let obstacles override me Amen. and I need to 
you know, uh, do this in a way that glorifies God, of course, but also understands that like I have accountability and uh, requirements upon me in, in pursuing this. So, you know, now coming through that process, through the educational process and everything, which I have a lot to say about, even, you know, looking back historically, um, I actually tell young people who are thinking about college, thinking about art, thinking about these things. Um, I actually, one of the things I say is an entrepreneur is just as much an artist as an artist is an artist. Creativity is required in business and the rest of your life. Uh, just as much as somebody who's an artist who wants to go and paint or write or, you know, sketch or, or, you know, whatever other medium that you choose to, to, uh, practice your creativity in. Uh, so I, like, I would go back, I, I think if I went back to USC again, I'd probably get a business degree and minor in film, uh, minor in communications or a communications degree in minor or marketing or, you know, things like that. Um, and that's because in hindsight, you know, your creativity is something that's easy to pursue. The difficult thing is to create a economy around your art that supports you. And that's the second thing I always talk to young creatives about is like, are you willing to be poor? Like, are you willing to sacrifice for what it is that you're trying to do? You know, like uh there's there it's just it's just going to be a reality you know there's a there's a hundred people that are willing to do what you want to do for less than you're willing to do it so there's a lot of supply and not as much demand so you really have to be the cream of the crop to to push forward um or or just persistent and relationship is hugely important you know uh i mean that's one of the things that being at film school or being in film school became very apparent is relationship was extremely important in all of these projects going on and things. And I really didn't want to do the same things that most of these other kids wanted to do. Right. You know, they wanted to make films that were pushing the envelope and, you know, uh, like pushing back against authority or using your things. I wanted to make movies that were redemptive and told the story of, you know, truth and love and compassion and redemption. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they wanted to be more like edgy and sexual and violent. And, you know, like, I mean, college, college films are generally terrible because <laughs> people are just learning their craft. Sure. Um, you know, I, I mean, that's, that kind of gets to my whole, you know, like I hate it when people start bashing on Christian film. I was like, well, I mean, you have a lot of people who are making film that, don't have a lot of experience yet. So like they're just in their learning curve. So don't bash it. Like it's crazy. I mean, acknowledge there are things that can be improved, but you don't have to like, it's just like every, every day online, you know, even like big companies, you know, I saw a thing yesterday um, where this known entity was uh, interviewing producers of a current film and, you know, kind of talking to them about, how they're approaching it and why like they're making these quality films and all these other Christian movies are terrible. And I was just like, they have studio behind them. They've made six films already. Right. They've got budget. Like, I mean, they're obviously they're talented. They understand it, but like, why do we have to tear down people who are earlier in their walk as though they're doing something wrong? Like they're just learning. Mm -hmm. Like this is discipleship. And so anyways, that's a little bit of a rabbit trail, but no, but it is. It, it, it's, it's a very strong parallel to discipleship and you wouldn't come along to a brand new Christian who was still, you know, maybe puffing on a cigarette and be like, wham, you know, just hit him over the head. Like, why are you <laughs> such an idiot? Why, why can't you just be holy like me or holy? Like, I think we should be holy. And it's like, <laughs> and the Lord's like, <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Let's pull this little speck out of their eye. There you go. Your your plank. Plank. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so talk a little bit about, we're talking about, you were talking about Christian films. And so I want to, I want to hear a little bit. You, well, you mentioned overcoming obstacles and you mentioned Christian film. Yeah. So talk a little bit about the journey to uh, making your film 
and you know what were some of the big challenges that you had to overcome and and how were you able to surmount those because again I think that's a for a lot of new creators especially in this film space it seems like a mountain you can't climb it's just too it's a a goal is too too high to reach so how did Mr. crack that nut I don't want to discourage anybody but I want to tell you when you get to the top of that mountain you realize it's just the first hill yes that you need to climb also so you know like you need to you need to have longevity and uh you know larger vision because um like so about hope was a concept that i had in college i was actually uh walking by shrine auditorium on the way to class one day and had this thought about this movie and you know i was a young guy single wanted to be married and, uh, you know, had this thought of like, well, all the things that I want in a spouse, in a, in a significant other, and, uh, that may not line up to what God has set aside for me, because again, he knows me better than I know myself. So mm-hmm. I could desire things that are, you know, not healthy for me at all. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's many traits in my wife that I would change and say, no, I wish, you know, she always agreed with me and had nothing but loving critique for all of my work. <laughs> and that would not be what the Lord has for me. Clearly. It's so uh, funny because I know Dawn and <laughs> anyway, she go says it how it is. <laughs> she says it how it is. Like, oh, no, that's terrible. I don't like that. It's like, how? Like, I just spent a year developing that like well it's a wasted year you know like she wouldn't quite she wouldn't quite say that but that's how it feels to my she, she artist would. heart at that she would yeah she might she's yeah she's growing in in her uh her sensitivity to my insecurity um but i you know i mean it was this thought that i had that like god knows what i need more than i do and what i really need to do is pursue Christ, pursue, you know, self-betterment through sanctification, through the Holy Spirit, and let God handle the the girl thing, right? Mm-hmm. And it kind of just had this, this idea about like, oh, like, you know, this artistic guy who likes to, you know, paint and, and draw, and, and he comes up with this list, and he has this idea of the perfect girl in his mind. Mind. Mm-hmm. And he gets all hung up on it. So it keeps him from actually like falling in love with real uh, girls that he comes into contact with, because he's always <laughs> kind of like looking for them to meet these requirements. Right. And, you know, that that kernel kind of led to this idea. And I tried to write it a few times. I outlined it. I'd come up with these different things. And, you know, I just am not really a writer in that way. Um, it's really difficult for me to sit at a computer and write by myself because I apparently am an extreme extrovert and like people around me. So I, you know, years passed by and I would come back to it. I'd try to go with it. And, and there was another reason that this was a uh, project because it wasn't the only idea I had for a film either. It wasn't the only idea I was developing or, you know, trying to grow in or anything like that. Um, But this one was very attainable because on a budget perspective, it is a modern story. It's character driven. It has, you know, modern locations. It's homes and parks. And, you know, like I was very cognizant in development of this, this concept of what do I have? What resources has God provided for me that I could utilize on little to no budget? and get this made, you know, like I would, I would think about, okay, who are actors that I know that I think would do a good job? How can I, how can I write a part for them? You know, like, I mean, everything was an exercise of what has God given me? How can I use that well to accomplish the task? And I think this is something where, you know, people get hung up, you know, they want to make this thing that is totally unattainable. And I tell young directors all the time is like, you want to go make a million dollar movie. You haven't even made a good short film. No <laughs> one's going to give you a million dollars. All of these people. Yeah. All you've of not made people, a good $5 movie. Yet, yeah. So. <laughs> like it's like, you've got to take the steps, you know, I'm like, you have to, you have to do the next step. 
and not be discouraged by the other. And, you know, this was something um, Ira Glass do, does a, the podcast, This American Life, which I haven't listened to in years, but used to listen to quite often. And he did this series um, on uh, basically like doing, well, I don't remember what the series was called. It was a four-part series on kind of like doing uh, radio story-based character journalism like they did in This American Life. Um, and, and it was a great series and it talked about, you know, as a, as a young artist, sometimes your taste is better than your talent. And if you don't acknowledge that your talent needs to get better, then you'll fool yourself into thinking that your stuff is as good as your taste. Mm. And, but it's a process that has to go through. And, and he said, you know, sometimes you have to kill something so that something better can live. Amen. And they were just really good lessons. And a good artist has to be a humble artist. You have to stay, you know, like, and this is why I think it's so important, like for me is it's not my voice that I want to uh, lift up and get out. It's, it's the voice of Christ, right? Mm -hmm. Like, this is the voice I have to be about. How does my art reinforce the voice of Christ? Not my own way of seeing and thinking, because that's where I can kind of get in trouble. Uh, but anyways, they, you know, had this concept, met Cindy Monroe, who was uh, a writer through another friend. Um, she had a script that she was trying to develop. So we spent uh, about nine months, almost a year developing a friendship. And, and I was just uh, consulting or, uh, yeah, I mean, consulting, but writing the script with her. I was basically like meeting with her once a week. We were going through the process, uh, writing this script. So we wrote her whole script, got it done. And it's like a civil war thing and, you know, very, very much not a low budget, you know, kind of thing. Right. Um, but I was just investing time in a writer and a friendship and a relationship to say, okay, well, you know, like this is something like who knows what the Lord will do. Right. And then we finished that and then we started on about hope and uh, we started writing it and, you know, kind of gave her some of the notes that I had and we started talking about it. And I had to let go of a lot of things that were, you know, things that I had kind of developed and thought through, uh, allow her voice to come in, you know, to the characters in the story as well. And we came up with this script and then we went and uh, raised $100,000 in private funding uh, through uh, about eight individuals. One of those was myself. Uh, one of those was Cindy. Um, you know, we didn't invest as much as uh, some other folks did, but, um, you know, we just, God, God gave us the opportunity to uh, meet some, some people who believed in the project and, and had the extra funds to make a risky investment. We never told them that this was a guarantee. They went into it knowing, you know, like they could or could not make uh, money back on this. Um, you know, we, we do believe and, and have seen, uh, you know, returns on the film. So it's not to say that we, we didn't have a real actual plan to go and pursue revenue return. Mm -hmm. uh, but there's a lot of learning that happened through it. And uh, from from concept in college to first day of filming was probably about 18 years. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And I think that's that's so important for young creatives to hear, or even anybody who's creating who yeah. really has a passion to see something through is that it's not an overnight kind of thing. It's not a, it's, if it were just something you just flip a switch and it happens, then everyone would be doing it. And it is uh, a buddy of mine says it's a miracle that any movie gets made, mm -hmm. you know, any movie, good movie, bad movie, Marvel yep. movie, you know, $5 movie, whatever. It's a miracle yep. to any of them because it's so logistically challenging uh, so many moving parts, so many different people. It's really, really every, every movie that's made is a little miracle in my, in my opinion. So, yeah. so talk a little bit about, uh, I know you and I share a passion and you mentioned it where you're kind of investing, you know, your time and effort in someone else's dream. Mm -hmm. And later it just so happens that that you didn't do it with that in mind, but it, it just so happened that that person wound up being able to kind of help you realize something that you wanted to do. Talk a little bit about your philosophy on uh, investing in young creatives or spending your time and effort to help, you know, pour into to someone um, because not because of what you're going to get out of it, because that's what we're called to do. It goes back to our earlier references to discipleship. discipleship. We're talking about it in a creative discipleship here. Yeah. 
but it really does parallel spiritual discipleship if both yeah. people are Christians. So talk a little bit about that and, and, and your feelings on that. Well, I mean, to me, like there's no, there's no secular sacred divide in life, uh, nor is there any like art artistic spiritual divide, right? Okay. Like our art is a spiritual practice, a spiritual discipline. Um, like we're created in the image of God. So we should therefore imitate God and God, uh, you know, became Christ, like, you know, Jesus became human mm -hmm. so that he could relate to us so that, well, not so that he could relate, but so that we could relate to him in a more specific way. Mm -hmm. And, you know, God gave us story so that we could understand deeper things about him. You know, like I look at creation, you know, like why did God create an oak tree? Well, you know, I mean, like we can build houses, we can build tables, we can have firewood, we can, you know, do all of these things. I mean, probably, you know, most people probably wouldn't want to burn oak. They'd rather do something with it because the quality would. But, right. you know, there's a purpose to that oak tree, but that's not the, the real reason he created oak trees. Like he really created oak trees so that we could see like large things come from small things mm -hmm. so that he could make metaphors about who he is so that we could better understand him, which is unseen through things that are seen. Right. So they're a bridge for us to help understand him better. And when I look at art, like that is God's art. Like creation is God's art. This is the purpose of art. It's the purpose of art because it's the purpose of creation, right? Like God created the universe so that we would understand him so that it would reflect who he is. God defines what art is. Mm -hmm. um, so that being said, he's also given us, given us a task that we are to disciple others. And I think that we so often think of discipleship as, okay, I'm going to help you memorize the 10 commandments, the spiritual fruit, the armor of God, the, you know, uh, catechism, the, like whatever, you know, thing that you kind of hold dear on your intellectual understanding of God. But really discipleship was, you know, 12 people walking with Christ on a daily basis. And Jesus saying, Hey, you see those sheep? Let me tell you something about God. Mm -hmm. Hey, do you see, you know, this person? Let me tell you something about God. Hey, do you see, you know, this need? Let me show you something about God, you know? Um, so for me, it's just an extension of a spiritual call. Like we are called to spiritually invest in other people. It happens to be that I'm an artist and a creator. So that those are going to be the type of people that come across my path. And as a leader, I need to not just be, uh, looking at, you know, how do I get what I need for my business out of this, but how do I fulfill that call to be a spiritual leader, um, pointing people towards Christ, pointing people towards the truth of God. So, you know, we look for opportunity with that and, you know, I'm always, um, uh, I mean, I love, I love relationships, you know, like I love being able to, see God through people. You know, I mean, I often think about that. It takes all the believers through all of time to reflect God accurately because, you know, I mean, like only together as the body of Christ, can we come together and truly reflect like the image of God is the way he intended. Cause it's just too much to be reflected through any one of us. Now, you know, Christ, that's a, a different thing um so there needs, there needs to be a movie made about that there you go that's an idea so <laughs> <laughs> well well it's a parking lot that and we'll talk about it after the uh <laughs> um but i i mean i just it's i don't feel like it has to be this purposeful thing i i feel like if you love jesus you will love his church you will love his people you'll understand the blemishes you know like i love my family they're crazy my family's crazy and i love them it's like the crazy doesn't make me not love them. Right. The crazy makes me remember like I'm crazy too, you know, like, so there's, there's an aspect of like, we, I think sometimes spiritualize things that um, are really more academic and philosophical mm -hmm. and we unspiritualize things that are very practical and like impactful to a person. 
So, you know, we have interns right now. We have a great relationship with Biola University and we have interns coming in from that. We have a couple of local interns that, you know, we bring in. Um, and, you know, we have a lot of like young people working in the, the company and it's a blessing, you know, and, you know, they may not be the best at the craft, right? You know, I mean, they may not be the most experienced people, but they have passion and they need somebody to mentor them. They need somebody to say like, oh, you know, I mean, this might be a better way or that might be a better way. And they're willing to hear it. You know, they're willing to learn. And, you know, we learn from them as well. Like I love seeing new perspectives and, you know, there's aspects of social media and, and stuff that, you know, Grace, who's our social media um, uh, director and, and, you know, handles a lot of that for us, you know, like she's, she's in it, you know, like she, she watches trends and, you know, is, is doing that kind of stuff. And, you know, she's able to say, oh, you know, like this is going on, this is going on. And, you know, like, okay, well, you know, we'll create a video on that or we'll, we'll do this or, you know, um, so it's, it's a, it's a beneficial relationship. I mean, you get just as much out of it as you put in, but I just feel like it's like, I don't, I don't even understand how to answer the question is like, why is this important to you? It's kind of like, well, why is breathing important to you? Like, I I, I get it. And I love, I love this kind of demolishing of the line between the secular and the sacred. I mean, that is just such a, I mean, I've known you for years. That's the first time I've picked up on that. First time I've heard Mm -hmm. that, heard heard you say that. And I love it. I mean, you were just talking about how we learn from one another. I just learned that from you. I now have a new perspective. And really that, if we really truly demolish that line between the secular and the sacred, how much healthier would our churches be? Yeah. Because so often in church, you know, within the body of Christ, we kind of have this line of, oh, well, that's work stuff. And we don't talk about that here. Mm -hmm. Or, oh, that's, you know, the books you read. And we don't talk about that Mm -hmm. here. All we can talk about here is something that's somehow liturgical or somehow, yeah. you know, scriptural. Yeah. That's the only thing we can talk about. And no, yeah. it, it, it's it an academic perme- understanding of faith. Yeah. It needs to permeate every aspect of our life. That's a really, really cool thought. Well, it's, I think, I mean, mind. to one of the, uh, I mean, I, I like this, I, I don't want this to turn into a rabbit trail, but just to say one of the things that the church right now struggles with is being applicable like life applicable. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of philosophy and moral teaching, you know, going, but there's often kind of like a, like you're missing the forest for the trees, you know, um, like you, you're, we just get so hung up on like philosophical stances, doctrinal arguments, theological differences and, and this kind of stuff that, we stop actually being salt and light. Like we just are trapped discussing the finer points of theology. Yeah. It's almost and, like we we're so hung up on being the brain. We stop being the body. Yeah. You know, we stop being the hands and feet. We stop doing yep. what we're supposed to do. We're just kind of, yep. you know, thinking all the time. And I, and, and I don't feel like it's, uh, you know, like my critique of the church there is not to say that they're doing anything wrong. It's that they're stopping too soon. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, getting hung up. Right. We like we're we're producing a documentary right now on spiritual warfare. And, um, you know, one of the things spending the last year interviewing people and talking and, and discussing spiritual warfare, one of the things that is very clear to me is. If we are only studying our Bibles, we are stuck in training and we've never gone to combat. Mm, and right. if you train without combat like the actual enemy in sight, then it's futile. Yeah. Like you're, you're, you're training for no purpose. Right. Um, and, and I think that that's really like where the church has kind of uh, been. And that's why you have, you know, like Jeremy, um, Jeremy boring. I, th- I think his name, the, one of the founders of daily wire, he gave a speech uh, when they launched their kids stuff. And, and one of the things or, or launched their intention to do kids stuff. Uh, one of the things that he said was that as conservatives, you know, I mean, obviously he's speaking as conservatives, not as a, as, as a church, you know, uh, person, but I think that it holds true with, with the church as well, that conservatives have to stop talking about yesteryear and the nostalgia of yesterday and talk about what we're going to build, what we're going to do. And I think the church has turned into a very academically driven, 
passive organization that feels like their role is to be present and somehow, you know, serendipitously, the culture is going to be changed just because they're present. Right. They'll they'll somehow be relevant. Yeah. They'll somehow be relevant by being present. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. They're they're going to tell people to, you know, they're going to tell the church, they're going to tell the artist, right? I mean, this is for artists specifically. So this is how it relates to you is they're going to tell you that like, oh, you can't go into Hollywood. You can't go into, you know, this because it's not holy and you're going to be blemished. And there is truth to that, but God does not retreat. He advances. Amen. So you're not called to retreat. You may not go in and do Hollywood as Hollywood does, but you should absolutely use your gifts to be a light in that area. And there are people stepping up and doing that. But when the church retreats from an organization, then that vacuum will be filled by the world. And if the presence of this church is not in that area, then yeah, it's, it's going to be uh, only of the world and it's going to become completely corrupt and and filled with iniquity. So it's important for church, for, for us to go out into the mission fields that we're called to. And that's often work. Uh, It's often where we work. Yeah, absolutely. I could not agree more. And I really think that's a, I think that's a big topic, a bigger topic. And one of the things we're thinking about doing this year on 2023 on creatively Christian is having guests back to kind of deep dive certain topics. So if you're, you know, if you're listening to the podcast or you're watching on YouTube or, um, you know, if you'd like to maybe explore this topic more, I'm sure David would love to come back and deep dive it. So leave a comment, let us know, um, you know, or any other stuff that David has mentioned. Uh, we'd love to kind of deep dive with him and maybe we can do that uh, at a later time and date. But you mentioned a little bit about, you know, the spiritual documentary, spiritual warfare documentary that you're working on. David, mm-hmm. tell us some of the stuff that Creator Films is working on right now that you're really passionate about or excited about or that we can maybe get glimpses of. Yeah. Um, and and also let us know where where we can find you on social media so that people can begin to connect and support and spread the word about, about what you're doing. Yeah, so social media, almost all platforms, we have our Creator Films, uh, and that's very particularly selected, our, O-U-R, Creator Films, because because we're an equity crowdfunded company. So we have currently about 100 and uh, I think 165 investors um, who have invested, you know, anywhere from 100 to $60,000 uh, into the company. And, and uh, they are, you know, uh, just part of Creator Films. Uh, you know, we, we use them to bounce ideas off of, to do samples, uh, everything, um, from our animated stuff to our feature films and, and we give them first peaks and, you know, all, all kinds of stuff, uh, in that way. Um, but we have a, you know, a number of projects, you know, kind of in development at different stages. Uh, the spiritual warfare documentary, as I, as I mentioned, is a partnership with all things possible. Uh, Victor, Victor and Eileen Marks, um, you know, we, we kind of had a conversation about just the attack that is coming against the church and some very particular uh, things that we wanted to address in that. So we went out and we've interviewed, um, you know, uh, Eric Metaxas, who's a conservative radio host, has a pretty good following TV show on TBN, syndicated, you know, or uh, I don't know what the radio term is. I can't remember, but, you know, it's on the radio all over the country. Uh, best-selling author. Uh, we've got Neil Anderson and Carl Payne, who are also both best-selling authors uh, on the topic of spiritual warfare and discipleship and things like that. We have a number of pastors, uh, you know, in, from different congregations of churches, different sizes and different denominations uh, around the country that we interviewed. Uh, Ray Comfort, who's a, a kind of a a uh, fairly well-known YouTube uh, or, or online personality uh, as an evangelist. And, uh, you know, did a show with Kirk Cameron, Way of the Master, um, Kevin Sorbo. Uh, we just finished recording. Uh, we're kind of coming to the end of it. He's doing the narration and, and uh, you know, being involved in the show in that way. So it went from this, like, you know, real small project to kind of like growing into this um, other project. And, of course, you know, Victor and Eileen Marks, um, you know, who are great people uh, doing awesome humanitarian 
evangelistic kind of things you know, throughout the world in different areas, especially uh, sex trafficking and uh, or combating against sex trafficking and uh, helping people, you know, kind of break the bondages and find freedom who've been trauma traumatized or, you know, or kind of caught in some sort of bondage or, or lie uh, in their lives. Um, and that should be, you know, we're, we're in the, the final lapse of that. So it should be uh, being released here at the end of February. And it's amazing to me whenever we talk to anybody about this project, like they're just really intrigued because I think that it is, there's a unique moment that we're in where the spiritual attack, like nobody's denying it. You know, like nobody feels like there is, it isn't going on. And uh, (laughs) I think, so, I mean, so we're hopeful, we're hopeful that it will meet a need, you know, we're thinking about the audience and, you know, how do we, how do we meet the the need of the church right now? So that'll be a feature documentary. We'll have an eight um, part uh, kind of small group uh, series that it would go through that parallels the documentary and a workbook as well. So we're, we're developing that stuff, kind of getting it ready to release and, and send out. Uh, and then we have our kind of flagship project, which is uh, Super Scout, which we've kind of, there, there's been little trickles that have been released. And, and I know uh, because, you know, in full transparency, it's a project that we're in partnership with Brainy uh, Pixel with, um, you know, we, like the floodgates are about to open on that. And we're just, so excited about that project and uh you know we're we're we have high hopes for it we think you know i mean i i believe it's going to be something that millions of kids will enjoy and be impacted for uh for the better you know for for keeping them you know eyes on christ eyes on faith and and doing it in a way that is strategic to um introduce concepts but not isolate people who that maybe are not of faith uh, you know, at this point, but they're not faith hostile, uh, but it would even kind of plant seeds to hopefully grow in their lives and draw them into more of a faith relationship with Christ. Um, we have the creator and me comic, which we, you know, are, are uh, always, it, it's a cool, unique comic because it's created in community. So, you know, most comics, there's like, this is the illustrator, this is the author, maybe they're the same person, maybe they're not, but there's kind of like, these are the people that drive that comic. And this is a comic that, you know, like I'm really the creative director on it, but we've had different illustrators. We have different authors. Brandon is even, uh, you know, authored quite a few of those. And, uh, you know, we just, we work in community with each other. So it's really this kind of unique uh, comic experience, I think, that is very uh, emblematic of the creator films mantra. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we have other ones in in development. We have Creator Kids, which is kind of a uh, live action, you know, song and dance show that we're going to be hopefully filming a pilot on in the next uh, four to six weeks. So we're super excited about that. And uh, then we have uh, The Adventures of Stevie D, which is kind of on the back burner right now, but another uh, uh, cartoon that uh, we want to kind of get launched here as soon as Super Scout uh, gets a little bit of traction. And so we're, we're, you know, we, we look at our company, it's like David versus Goliath, you know, like we are this little, you know, slappy kid trying to take on the big Philistine giant. And, uh, you know, we've got just a handful of stones knowing that God is with us. And uh, we just kind of move forward in the the confidence and uh, faith of a, of a child. You know, it's like, well, if God is with us, who can be against us? So we're going to go do some crazy things. And it helps that the owner of the company's name is David as well. Yeah, you know, it works. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Awesome. Awesome, my brother. Well, I mean, it's been an amazing, amazing podcast. And um, I would love to close us out with a, a prayer if that works yeah. for you. Um, so again, before, you know, uh, we, we do our prayer gang, just be sure and head out and support uh, Mr. David Dietrich and all the folks at Creator Films. Uh, just be sure and, you know, hit up their website, uh, creatorfilms.com and follow them on social media at, at our, O-U-R, Creator Films. Yep. Facebook, on- Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, you know, most of the platforms. I think we might even have TikTok. Grace is going to be our TikTok uh person but, which i would we could close in this like 
do not abandon social media because it's toxic. Yeah. Be salt and light in social media yeah. because it's toxic. It's a good place. It's a good place to, to shine. Absolutely. So definitely go and support this man and all the folks at Creator Films. Um, it, they are doing amazing, amazing work. They're struggling every single day for every inch of ground that they are gaining uh, through the power of Christ, not through a power of their own. And they're worthy of your support. Um, and if you've got a few dollars, totally, you know, the, the next crowdfund comes along. Uh, yeah, it's coming up in uh, March or I, I, I I have to look at our calendar. We're going to launch it in March for like a pre, so probably like pre-investors only, uh, and then April to the public. And uh, you can be an owner. You can uh, own shares in the company. That would be awesome. All right. So let me close this out in prayer, and then we'll say goodbye, and uh, and then we'll be done, at least for this show. I'd love to have you back on, though, if you have time, my brother. Yeah. Yeah. If people people demand, what can I do but say yes? (laughs) All right. Let's pray. Hi, King of Heaven, uh, we just come before you, Father, thanking you so much for this day that you've given us. I thank you so much for this man who you've placed in my life um, as a mentor, as a friend, as a brother, as a co-creator, um, and uh, just all that he means to me, all that Creator Films means to me and to and to Brainy. And I thank you for the opportunity to dive in um, to, um, to what makes him tick a little bit more today here on the podcast. Thank you for the revelations that I've gained. Thank you for the knowledge that he's been able to dispense. Thank you for making him the way you did. Uh, thank you for everyone who is listening, Father. Uh, just pray your blessings upon them. I pray that you, through your Holy Spirit, will stir them uh, to do what you have called them to do, whether it's be creative or be supportive or to uh, demolish that line between the secular and the sacred. We, we all need to do that, Father God. And we just thank you so much for your son, Christ. Jesus Christ, who died on a cross to save us, to restore us back to you and make it so that we could talk to you like this, the creator of the universe we're we're just chatting with right here over a podcast. Pretty stunning, pretty amazing. Thank you so much, Father God. And it's in Jesus' name we pray and ask all things. Amen. Amen. David, my brother, thank you so much for being on today. can't wait till next time that uh, we get to hang out, but also can't wait till next time you're back on the podcast. So thank you again. Looking forward to it. Both. <laughs> and to everybody out there who's listening in creatively Christian land, whether you're on a podcast or YouTube or wherever you're listening or watching us, uh, please share, uh, please comment, please rate us, let us know how we're doing. Let others know what you like or what you don't um, interact with us. We, we love to interact with you out there and learn more about you as you learn more about us and support this guy. Uh, Thank you all so much again. I'm Brandon from Creatively Christian. You all be blessed in Christ. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. We hope you enjoyed it, and you can let us know by interacting with us. Leave a comment, like, share, subscribe, tell your friends. If you'd like more information about this particular episode or the show notes or any of the other details, just visit our website at creativelychristian.net forward slash David. Thank you so much for listening. Please rate, review, and share this episode so we, in turn, can bless even more people. Creatively Christian is a product of Theophany Media. You can find out more at theophanymedia.com. The show is hosted by Brandon Hollingsworth, Andrea Sandifer, and Jake Dobrins. Our logo is by Bill Brooks. Bill Brooks and Andrea Sandifer did our theme music, and Jake Doberins produces and edits the show. God bless you, and keep on creating.